Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. I'm Chris Taylor of Honeycomb and Spice. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. And I'm Bonnie Burns of Strong Wives. Pull up your chair to our virtual kitchen table and let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda who? Baby Yoda, one for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be here oh all my. <laughs> I know. Groan and roll your eyes. Well, today we are going to discuss practical ways to help you discover fun and playfulness between you and your husband. We talk a lot about being lighthearted during sexual intimacy, and today we want to spark your creativity. We can't guarantee some of our thoughts won't be corny, but we will guarantee you might groan in the end. Oh, that's oh. A, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. What are some obstacles you can think of that would hinder playfulness in a married couple's sexual relationship? Can you say awkward? <laughs> like it can feel awkward to do something and like, how is it going to be received? And, you know, is this, this whole thing of, is this corny? Is this sexy or is it corny? Although actually corny can be sexy, but anyway. I think a lot of times women are concerned about how they're going to look or sound. If they do something fun or silly, we get self-conscious even in the bedroom. Yeah, I was going to say embarrassed, but that's kind of covered. And also, you know, if you somehow have the idea that sex should be more like serious or, I mean, it is serious, but if you have, I don't know, if you were raised with the idea that it's serious, it's intimate, it's, you know, procreation, whatever, you may not, you may not feel that playful attitude is appropriate. I was thinking about that too and thinking about how I used to have this idea that sex should always be this big romance thing and you shouldn't necessarily do silly things that make it not romantic or that kind of get in the way of the the romance somehow. Do you think that's more of a cultural stereotype? I don't know. I just know that I had this idea somehow. I don't know where I got it from. And playful sex, somehow it's like not taking it seriously. Come on, we got to get back and do this right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever right may be. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't doing so great on that either. There's something about it being proper, you know, like there's a proper way to be engaged in sexual intimacy. And it's with that seriousness and this just sense of intimacy or passion or whatever those things, we don't think about sex involving laughter and fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we do in the, in the Parker house. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, what Gay and Chris have just said too is that we just have been fed some lies about how, you know, just how sex should be. And, and I think we're so busy as well. Sometimes that we don't have energy to be playful. I know that of course the season of life when there's lots of kids and you have no energy, that can be a drain as well for playfulness. But, but then again, if you got lots of kids in the house, you're going to have lots of toys and lots of kid play. And now I'm not bringing this, I'm not making this weird. Okay. But 
seeing children at play and being joyful, I think could spark some motivation to be joyful elsewhere. Do you guys remember the movie Parenthood with Steve Martin in it? Yes. And he plays Cowboy Gill for his son's birthday party. And then that night puts on the holster and the cowboy hat and his underwear and nothing else and walks into the bedroom. Howdy, (laughs) ma'am. I remember seeing that and thinking, my first thought was, how could he do that? That's a child's toy. That's not appropriate. And then I thought, wow, I'm really a prude. (laughs) But I just love that scene now because he's it's just, you know, you you got extra toys around, use them as props. <laughs> I want to say that Hugh Jackman once talked about like putting on his Wolverine costume for his wife as kind of a joke and a playful thing and coming in to the bedroom like that. <laughs> it's like I'm a superhero, <laughs> you know. Um Let's see what Google says. U.S. Magazine said Hugh Jackman wears his Wolverine costume during sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think it's actually during sex. I think he the story is that he came into the bedroom with a... You know what? I don't want to know anymore about Hugh Jackman's sex life. <laughs> Be careful with those claws, man. Well, I mean, just going back to one of our frequent thoughts, you know, if a woman doesn't feel like sex is really about her, then why would she even think about making it playful? That probably wouldn't even be like in her frame of reference. I think that's a good point. If it's not mutual, because no one likes a bully on the playground. (laughs) (laughs) Or in the bedroom. Or in the bedroom. It's about mutuality. Um, I think that's a valid point. It's like we used to tell our kids, one of our kids had a tendency to tease the other in a certain way. And we would say, it's not fun unless everyone is having fun. Good point. Sometimes husbands avoid being playful because they're not sure if their wives will be okay with it. You know, we've talked before about women having a more responsive drive. And I think there might be some wives thinking, well, I'm waiting for my husband to do something playful, but he doesn't. Why not? And it could be that he's just concerned that she thinks sex is supposed to be a certain way and he doesn't want her to think that he's a pervert. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that jogs my memory about something I learned in psychology called the teenage audience, where you go to school in high school and you think everyone's looking at you. So you're so worried about your hair and your clothes. And although a marriage relationship isn't quite like the classroom in high school, still, maybe our spouses are less worried about what we look like than who we are. Yeah, I think also we can just get so much in our heads that way in the same way that moms will do this. Like if you're at the grocery store with your crying kid and someone looks at you, you think, oh, they're looking at me thinking that my kid is misbehaving or something. When really it's very possible because I will do this. If I'm looking at you in the grocery store and you have a crying kid, what I'm actually thinking is hang in there, mama. And that's, it's okay. Your kid's going to be okay. But you are in your head thinking other people are thinking something they're not thinking. And you can do that with your husband too. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to our next question, which is what would you say to a friend who sees playfulness as a challenge to incorporate into her sexual relationship with her husband? It's okay to feel weird about it at first. That's one of the things I would say is even if it feels a little awkward at first, you might find that it's actually enjoyable and that over time it becomes more comfortable as well. Mm-hmm. 
my suggestion would just be to smile. I mean, if you can't do a full-fledged playfulness, just smile. I mean, mm. it's a baby step. And I've, I've actually seen a study that smiling can affect your mood. That's what I positively. wrote down, too. <laughs> smile. <laughs> Even if it's awkward or weird or doesn't seem to work right, all of those sex fails, things that feel like failures, they really do contribute to your shared experience as a couple, and that, over time, creates more intimacy. So even if you're playful or you try to be playful and it just doesn't work very well one time, that might not work great for sex, but it can still be a really good intimacy builder. Yeah, I think I would say to a friend, why do you see that as a challenge? Like, you know, try to help her see what her thinking is about that. Is it because of something about the way your her husband is? He's a very serious person or is it more like the way she was brought up or kind of ideas she's gotten in her head or is she just so busy that it never even really occurred to her? You know, I would just maybe ask a couple of questions about what do you think would be hard about that? I guess I would ask her when she has been playful in the past. Maybe she can remember a time, you know, maybe she's just in a real, in a energyless season and she needs to remember who she was. Maybe that would help too. I think a lot of women just don't have playfulness in their lives, period. They're like mm-hmm. either so busy or so tired or, you know, so focused on their responsibilities that they don't even actually know how to be playful. You know, start being playful with your husband outside the bedroom can help you then be more playful inside the bedroom. I mean, like around here, there's a fair amount of just joking about all kinds of things. And then that makes it easier to do that when we're intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being flirty outside yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. My husband is very punny. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just ask her if she's ever had a paradigm shift about anything else, you know, because maybe it's just looking at it from a different perspective. Playfulness isn't childish. Playfulness can be a part of your bedroom experience. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Play, actually, if you start looking up some things about play, it's very tied into our creativity, our sense of self, our confidence, all kinds of things. So if we lose our sense of play, we can, you know, lose a piece of ourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to keep that identity and bring that whole identity into our marriage and our lives and our bedrooms. Yeah. And And the word you used, confidence, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like I was talking about the teenage audience don't, you know, it takes a lot of confidence to try to work past thinking about what I look like or what I act like. You know, Jay, you mentioned creativity, and I think that's one of the things, too, that is a challenge, is that someone might say, I just don't have any ideas. I don't know what to do. So with that thought, let's talk about our sponsor for this episode, the Ultimate Intimacy App. Jay? Let me ask our listeners this. 
Have you had a chance to download the number one marriage and intimacy app to spice up your marriage, strengthen your communication, and add passion in the bedroom? Let us tell you about the ultimate intimacy app that has already been downloaded by over 300,000 people and it has a 4.8 star rating in the app store. That's really high, y'all. I download apps and that's really high. The ultimate intimacy app is clean, safe, healthy, and a great asset to enhance the passion and romance in your marriage. And the ultimate intimacy app includes includes over 250 conversation starters in many different categories, over 200 non-graphic positions, an in-app chat feature you can sync with your spouse so that no one can see the romantic messages you send to each other, over 250 resources to strengthen your marriage, a love quiz to help you find your spouse's love language, fully customizable bedroom game with four levels, including romance foreplay, heavy foreplay, intimate extras such as love printables for your home and love notes for your spouse, ultimate intimacy also offers romantic and adventurous vacation packages to amazing destinations and they have some new things being added to the app very soon you can find the ultimate intimacy app in both google play and the app store just type in ultimate intimacy and look for the little purple and white ui icon or go to ultimateintimacy.com for more info you can also follow them on instagram strengthen your marriage today by downloading the ultimate intimacy app Thank you, Ultimate Intimacy, and thank you, Jay. So let's build upon what Chris was just talking about. What are some practical ideas to find lightheartedness or create playfulness during intimate moments? Any of those apps or games that are designed to help you build intimacy, sometimes just going through those, even if they're not, it's not asking you to do something playful, sometimes just doing something new and weird together can get you started laughing. I mean, my husband and I tried one of those games once. And we couldn't even get through the first question without laughing. And so it was playful and I didn't have to think of any new ideas other than I read something off a screen. That is actually what I was thinking of too, is the games that have, there's one particular time that it stands out in my head of something we were asked to do that we ended up just completely tickled to death about. We were laughing so hard. It's really also good when you have these games and uh, we'll link to maybe some ideas on that. But when you do these games, you might want to go ahead and pull out cards that are problematic for you ahead of time and then leave the stuff that you're willing to do so that you're not tripped up by that and that way everything there is it may be something outside your comfort zone but it's okay with you and so you can feel confident that you're not going to get caught off guard and It'll just be fun. You can also play strip anything, you know, just take any regular board game. You can play strip battleship or strip Uno or whatever and just, you know, play a game like you're a child playing a game, only there's a grown-up version of it where you're removing your clothes one by one. Mm-hmm. Or naked twister. Naked twister. <laughs> naked twister. <laughs> you know, you can do a whole lot with glow-in-the-dark body paint and a black light. Ooh, well, never okay, thought then. of that. <laughs> Yeah, I've surprised my husband with body with temporary tattoos. You could get that those shower markers and take a shower together and draw on the walls, or each other, or each other. There are some, shall we say, costuming things you could do to make things fun. Like even, you know, you could buy these little, they used to use them for Zumba exercise classes. These kind of wrap things that have the little coin dangles that will make, Mm -hmm. they're like belly dancing kind of things. But you could put something like that and, you know, jiggle. Maybe even put it on your husband, see if he'll jiggle. There you go. (laughs) Toe ties. (laughs) Whoopee cushions. (laughs) 
So that could be a whole different. It was the dog. <laughs> you know, one thing that my husband and I have done a couple times is to go into a dollar store together with five dollars each and buy something that we're going to try to figure out a way to use in sex. And it usually doesn't work very well. But it's so fun to just try it and to walk into the store imagining what different things could be used for. It's cheap and it can be playful. I think you could just, if you want to start really simple and non-threatening, just like change something up. Just, you know, switch your positions so your pillows are at the foot of your bed or make a little bed on the floor or make love in a different room or, you know, just start changing things up a little bit. You know, just the awkwardness of being turned around with your heads at the foot of the bed can be like funny because you're not, you know, it's not your normal routine. Mm-hmm. Humor comes when there's a surprise. So anything you surprise your husband with, like mm-hmm. body tattoos or even a like a treasure, drew a treasure map on my stomach once with Sharpie marker. Also once left a note on my body uh, with a post-it that was appreciated. <laughs> and, and actually interesting, that kind of leads into another thing is that, you know, I wrote something on it and those were words. And so another thing that's really playful for us is just the words we use with each other. So whether that's playful names for for one another or for one another's body parts or even for sex itself, you know, I I know some people who come up with funny words to express your funny euphemisms for sex itself. Like, you know, we're going to go spelunking or something. And I think we've already mentioned just start outside of the bedroom. I know we said that pra- previously, but that's that's a practical way to try to build some lightheartedness, even if it doesn't come into the bedroom. But also, I mean, look up jokes. There's jokes on the internet. That's where I found that knock-knock joke, that stellar knock-knock joke. Mm-hmm. You can also do it not in the bedroom, but someplace else that is, you know, can get your playfulness going. Like I know a couple who they just, uh, the kids were gone one time and they went up to the kid's treehouse and uh, had some fun. So... Or you could, you know, bring your tent inside or go outside to your tent or there might have been a moment of an air mattress in a truck bed at this particular house, but (laughs) (laughs) not naming names, not to name any names, (laughs) but that was certainly a playful experience. So you might want to just try things or you might want to have a conversation with your husband. Bingo. Or more than one. <laughs> Bingo. So, you might, you know, I mean, I can picture some women, like, just trying things out and some women feeling maybe like, wow, we've never done this. This is a little intimidating, in which case you could just have a little conversation with your husband about, hey, I listened to this podcast and they were talking about, you know, being more playful in the bedroom and I thought that would be fun for us, but I don't know really how to start. What do you think? You know, just some kind of little intro to it. And I don't know why, but just now it popped into my head that image of Kathy Bates and fried green tomatoes doing her own version of playfulness, with the saran wrap and the bow on her head and her husband being like, oh my gosh, what is this? What is this? Get inside. He did so not respond well. I think we're all a little worried that maybe that's what's going to happen. And so sometimes maybe having that conversation ahead of time could help just yeah, you know, lower yeah. that worry. 
Right. I mean, there's always Cool Whip, too. I mean, not Cool Whip, but Ready Whip. And chocolate syrup. Uh, yeah, and... I mean, those are all traditional stuff. Yeah, well, foods have a playfulness, even if you're just, like, feeding each other strawberries or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, actually, forget the strawberries. I'm just going to go straight for this. Can you get in bed? Can you, like, throw M&Ms into one another's mouths? Oh, that would be good. Yeah, from uh, the green ones. <laughs> that'd, be an e- that'd be an easy thing to try. Yeah. I'm adding M&M's to my shopping list. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what other kind of games like that? Red Rover, Red Rover, let husband come over. (laughs) (laughs) Or just stop and come. (laughs) What about about that game where you had the toothpick and the lifesaver? Oh, and and you passed it between your mouths? Yeah, you passed it. Or if you have a kiss- private backyard, you could have a water balloon fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a couple that like, I don't even remember who this is, but because but, otherwise I'd give them credit. But they talked about how they had a um, like a Lego gunfight. Like those <laughs> little, they're like the little foam. Oh, the Nerf guns? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so they talked about how they had like a Nerf gun fight. You know, an interesting place that might be playful would be maybe a sleeper car on a train. I know trains go places still, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, different place. Yes. Yeah. The the one time I've been on a train, that sleeper car was, there was like a lower bunk. And then the top bunk was what my sister and I fondly called the coffin bed because it, <laughs> it was so close to the ceiling. That it felt uh, like her. So it, it wasn't like murder on the Orient Express where everything was deluxe. and. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I did not have the luxury suite in the train. But Was it more like some like it hot, that train? <laughs> yeah, with the curtains that were. <laughs> I don't even remember. What that I love yeah, that. I, oh, yeah, I guess it was more like that. Felicia Masonheimer, who was on an episode with us recently, and a writing partner, Lisa Jacobson, have written a new book, The Flirtation Experiment, Putting Magic, Mystery, and Spark into Your Everyday Marriage. That might be a book that just has lots of different ideas about flirtation. So not necessarily what's happening in the bedroom, but just some ideas for how to incorporate that playfulness and flirting into your marriage overall. Yeah. it's uh, When is that book coming out? It comes out in December. So you can pre-order it if you want from Amazon and we'll include a link for that. Awesome. We really enjoyed Felicia when we had her on. So I'm looking, looking forward to hearing her thoughts. So ladies, what does the Bible say about fun? says no fun no, no fun, fun. serious <laughs> it says in ecclesiastes 8:15 so i commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad then joy will accompany them and all in their toil all the days of the life god has given them under the sun god tells us to enjoy what we have and playfulness is a great way of doing that i think and one of my life verses is that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, and a dry spirit is like crushed bones. That's Proverbs 17:22. Well, I came across another proverb that I really like that's along those same lines, Bonnie. It's a joyful heart makes a face cheerful. Ah. But a sad heart produces a broken spirit. So clearly oh. we want the former. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, and actually, I think it's kind of nice too, in the sense of how God designed us, that it's actually good for our face muscles and it's easier to smile than to frown. So it's actually good for your body to smile. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good medicine. It is. I think it, I think it produces some good neurochemicals too. Our, our in-house scientists love neurochemicals. That's great. <laughs> Bonnie, she just loves her neurochemicals. Yeah. <laughs> so ladies, um, as we wrap up, do you have any other last thoughts to impart? The couple who laughs together lasts together. Aww. Oh. Yeah. I would say just try one fun, different, interesting thing, just a small thing this week in your bedroom and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Gay. I uh, see, and I agree with Chris. So no. there we go. All right. <laughs> I agree We're with divided. <laughs> I agree with everybody. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and we'll talk with you again in two weeks. 